0: So today we are continuing with part two of this story of Bill Stevens. Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember the Lord your God who is the one enabling you to do so and be an agent of transformation in your family, in your community, and in your city. I'm Paul Kere, your host. You can catch up on previous episodes of Thrive 1110 by going on the chri.ca website or going on thrive1110.ca, that's thrive1110.ca. This show is brought to you by Bold Care Financial. BoldCare Financial is there to help you discern and take your next right step in your business and in your finances so you can avoid costly mistakes and be prepared for the times to come for your life's upcoming transitions. With that being said, welcome again, Bill.
1: Thank you, Bill. It's uh, you? Not, It really is an honor to be with you. I've enjoyed listening to your show.
0: Thank you very much, Bill. And uh, you really started sharing with us some precious things during the previous episode. And by the way, if you have a need, a prayer need, something difficult that, that seems difficult in in your life, be it business, health wise, relation wise, go back and listen to the previous episode. Catch. The anointing that was there, as Bill explained some things and prayed for for people right through the media like that. So go back and and do that, and uh, and uh, we don't know. Maybe that's the way that God will use to do something in your life. And if that's the case, send us a message. Thrive1110.ca. You can send a message a message through there, and uh, that's gonna help encourage us and encourage other people uh, following this show. So. Back to you, Bill. You were saying the last time that um, you became owner of this uh, company, this media company. You took it public, mm-hmm. and we won't go back in the details of, of of what it what it takes to go public and the risks, mm-hmm. etc. You can catch up on, on some of that in the previous episode. But then things didn't go well, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, you end up losing the business. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens from there? It it, it 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 followed a season. A season followed about ten years. You said
1: that's correct. Yeah.
0: Can can you can you take us there? Well, let
1: me let me go back a little bit yeah. to since then. And, of course, I've read uh, literally hundreds of, of motivational books, management books, that that kind of thing. And and of course, you know, books on Christianity, um, you know, C.S. Lewis and, and, on, and of course, the Bible many times. And so the wisdom that I gained from all of that came late uh, it, you know, better late than never because now it's in my heart and it's in my head mm-hmm. and, and, it, and hopefully it's connecting the two. Um, but it, it came late in the sense that um, when I was much younger, a much younger man, I had a dream and my dream was to be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I wanted that so badly uh, that I looked for ways to pursue it mm-hmm. but I also looked for ways to help me stay on track help me stay focused hmm. and the, i probably um an old book called um the Ma- uh, think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill was probably instrumental at that time in in helping me understand that I needed to figure out what I wanted. I needed to really know what I wanted, know what my purpose was. And I believed it was to make films, but make films that would touch people's hearts. So as I went forward with that focus, I ended up making films like uh, The Velveteen Rabbit, and the first Care Bears shows, mm-hmm. and Teddy Ruxpin, and uh, and for better or for worse with Lynn Johnson, mm-hmm. and you know as these as I did these programs, I was always trying to create something that that parents could enjoy with the kids, that mm-hmm. that would make the kids turn to, to to their their mom and dad or mom or dad and say you know like oh you know I love you, give you a little <laughs> hug you know that kind of thing, and perhaps have a little bit of a moral and interest. I wish I had known the Lord the way I know him today, mm-hmm. because the programs that I produced were seen by hundreds of millions of people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. to be able to do that for Jesus. Wow. However, I lost my focus. Mm-hmm. And the way I lost my focus is I stopped focusing. And I'll t- let, let, may I talk about the focus? Yeah, sure. On, uh, I learned that you have to write down mm-hmm. your goals. Mm-hmm. You've got, I mean, I know that sounds like duh, but you have to write down your goals and you have to focus on them. In fact, you know, I'm sure Bold can guide you in, in, uh, you know, what you do the night before and so on in order to prepare for all of that. But I had written down everything that I wanted in life and how I was going to attain it. And I would read that every night and every morning. Mm. And because I read it every night and every morning, it kept me in focus. Mm. Well, as things went, I became so uh, successful. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody was making fun of me a few years ago um, and he said, yeah, you became quite a celebrity. And it was like, yeah, (laughs) that was the problem. You know, part of it was that I lost that focus on where I wanted what I wanted to do. And I and I just got distracted with being mm. s- somebody in the public eye, mm. and um, I mean I had a ten piece band I was playing in, and so I was up in front of live audiences mm. and um, and you know television programs and all sorts of things, mm. uh, newspapers and and. Um, You should look into what newspapers used to be. It was quite a thing.
0: Uh,
1: But, you know, the the bottom line is I lost my focus. And I I literally stopped reading those things. Hmm. Not too long ago, I went back and I looked at my focus sheet, Hmm. that focus sheet. And I had achieved almost everything that was on the focus sheet. For example, I wanted to be a recording artist. Well, I mm. did a little bit of that, but mostly my band performed for mm. amazing audiences, uh, including great international leaders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we actually traveled. We went to a place like Bermuda. I played in Montreal and Toronto and so on. Wow. Uh, I wanted to uh, win an Oscar
0: wow. for a
1: film. Never did. Won a lot of other film awards. Mm. And when, when um, I, I bought the company and mm. assumed its debt... Um, the film company I had started with, mm-hmm. they had an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And the Oscar came with the company. Mm-hmm. Not the way I wanted to win an Oscar, you know. Mm-hmm. I and I ultimately gave the Oscar back to the family. Mm-hmm. I actually gave the Oscar back to the family mm-hmm. uh, of the man who had built that company and had mm-hmm. virtually led that company to that Oscar. And uh, so I don't last I heard it was being used as, uh, it was on somebody's mantle or it was a doorstop or something. But wow. But... <laughs> But it's amazing how close you know I came to everything that I had on that list. I, I, want, I didn't have a family. I wanted, I wanted to have children with mm-hmm. Denise, my wife, and a, a son and a daughter. I literally wrote down, I want a boy and a girl. Whoa. We had a boy and a girl. Now is it, you know? There's no magic, no hocus pocus. I mean, you know. But God. There's a great you know Bible quote: um, um, "As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he." And and God knows your heart. We'll put those two things together. You know, um, He loves us. I, I was ignoring the Lord, but He loves us. So He He was aligning things for me, and often I misunderstood the alignment. One of the keys was you know we put a couple of amazing mentors in my path, and I kind of. You know, kind of dipped into their mentorship a couple of times, and then moved on because, in a way, you might say, I kind of got what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't thinking of a long-term relationship with somebody who cared about me and, and could bring me forward, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why when I finally stumbled into Jesus' arms, mm-hmm. uh, everything I had learned, everything I knew, came into focus. Mm-hmm. And I read a book, um, and uh, by John C. Maxwell, mm-hmm. and I think it's called My Road My Roadmap to Success. Yes and and i i filled in every blank and and then I, I wrote it all out again and i came up finally with a new goal sheet mm. and uh, this is after that 10 years of of hanging it with my kids you know yeah. on on an island it's a long story but um i i i had a new goal sheet and that mm-hmm. that goal sheet is is where i had written down lord i will do whatever you ask no matter what it is i will go wherever you want me to go
0: Whoa.
1: um I was prepared to n- go to the mission field, uh, you know, um, join a monastery, <laughs>
0: you know. So, someone would say, that's a
1: dangerous prayer. <laughs> it's, it, indeed, indeed, you know. Um, but a, lo- a lot of my success, uh, or a lot of my experience, I yeah. should say, came from um, risk-taking,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not being afraid to go ahead when, you know, when others would have said, you, you're crazy, you don't, don't do that, you know. Um, my mother once said, "Why, why do you, why do you always want more?" And I said, "It's not that I want more. If the Lord takes me, I'm so blessed. I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to, to say I, everything I've ever wanted, I have right now, and and that is a beautiful family, first a be- beautiful relationship with the Lord, a beautiful family, and a great opportunity to serve the Lord." Wow. But I wrote down that new set of uh, values. I wrote down that new set of values, and I made that promise. And that's when I got a phone call. To uh, to be on the board of a radio station that I didn't know anything about and, and uh, I know nothing about radio, uh, but I volunteered and that led ultimately to uh, the Lord giving me the opportunity to work with an absolutely amazing team here at CHRI.
0: With that, Bill, I'm I'm gonna I'm, we're gonna take a quick break, a very short break, and then come back. So uh, we are continuing after this short break uh, with the story of Bill. So stay tuned. This show is brought to you by Bold Care Financial, helping you Christian entrepreneurs and professionals
1: discern and take the next right step with your money and business so you can uncover your blind spots, avoid costly mistakes, and move forward with clarity,
0: being prepared for your approaching goals and life transitions. So welcome back. So, uh, uh, Bill, you said something. You had this dream since you were in your childhood and at one point you were very focused and then things happened, success happened and you started losing the focus. But some way or another, God really kept you and made things come in your life to bring you back to that focus. You gave your life to Christ, you you returned to Christ because as a child, your mom was praying for you and she never stopped praying for you That's and i right. want to suggest that part of the thing is that there are some people who are praying for you in the secret there are some people praying for you in the secret so so you know it reminds me of this story uh, of abraham i don't remember the where exactly it's definitely in genesis probably around genesis 20 or so but abraham goes with uh, his wife uh, to, uh, to the land of this, uh, of this, uh, Philistine king, I believe. And, uh, and Abraham is afraid because his wife is so beautiful. He's afraid that people will kill him and take his wife. So he, he, they agree, him and his wife agree to present his wife like his sister. And, um, and then one day, so obviously the king takes Sarah or some of the king's men. I don't remember the story precisely. But where I'm coming to is that the king has a dream one night. And God is telling the king, give back to this man, Abraham, his wife. And then the king is shocked because he didn't know it was Abraham's wife. And, uh, and, and the king replies to God, you know, I haven't touched her. And God says, I know. I'm the one. Who made it so that you did not do anything with this woman? And and, and it just makes me think of, of, of your life, Bill, what you're sharing. Things happen, and we don't even know that God's hand is there. Some some decisions we make, we think it's, it's our decisions, it's our will to do this, mm-hmm. our will not to do this. But actually, God is there incognito because other people are praying or because of just his all-sovereignty. And he's guiding things for, for your good. And uh, wow.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons that many of us, when we make a decision to follow Christ, just break down. Because it, it, it hits us like a ton of bricks that the Lord has been there all yeah. along for all of it, for every one of us. You know, he always, always is. Yeah. But we ignore him. And at that point, uh, you know, when I, when I gave my life to Christ, it hit me so hard, and I realized mm-hmm. He's always been there for me, the Lord of all things, you know, the, the creator of the universe, King of kings, was always there, always knew me, mm-hmm. and I was ignoring Him. I was, you know, turned my back on Him, mm-hmm. and uh, it was almost as if, I, you know, I had, I had actually, you know, slapped, figuratively speaking, slapped Jesus in the face, and I just, I just wept.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: And then he lifted me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and oh. from there you you know, you realize okay, I, you know, um, I've been forgiven. Now we can move on and move on with him and uh, and he, so he runs the station. This is this is God's radio station. This is God's ministry. Mm-hmm. He is in charge. We we do our best to follow what the Lord says. Mm-hmm. We, we don't always get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we, so we ask him to forgive us uh, you know, we ask, we ask everyone to forgive us because we're a very public, um, organization, yeah. but, um, wow. God is in charge. God is in control, as the song says, <laughs> and we just have to remember that and, uh, and then do our best to do, uh, you know what he gives us the opportunity to, to do.
0: Amen. Amen. Bill, so a question that really burns in my mind regarding, so you, you've been in the business world. And now you are here at CHRI and, and, and you've been in the CHRI environment and actually in, probably in the environment of other non-profits and, and ministers uh, and ministries for quite a while. What are the key differences or, or the key things you see uh, between managing a business, a for-profit company, and managing a non-profit organization? So what are the so you've been in both shoes you you you've done you have extensive experience in both worlds for profit and non-profits. Mm-hmm. What are some of the striking differences that you can talk about?
1: Well, first and foremost is that um, you know God owns the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you own the company when you have a company and you can do what you want with it, but mm-hmm. God owns the ministry, so you've got to be constantly turning to Him and and uh you know seeking his counsel and of course um because that's so hard to hear mm-hmm. you've got to make sure that you're also listening to the voices of of you know Christians committed Christians uh you know who are around you uh, including your own team of mm-hmm. people in your ministry so that's the that's the major difference now mm-hmm. when you take a, a company public mm-hmm. you're back into that realm of having a lot more Um, bosses you're not you don't you can't just do whatever you want Mm. and uh, you know so you've you know you've got shareholders you've got a board of directors Mm. now Back to the God side, we also have a board of directors, volunteers who are good Christian men and women who we turn to and say, we're thinking of doing this, what do you think? Mm. So we've got that wise counsel as well. So that's really the balance, I think, that you're you're looking for. The difference when you have your own company mm. and when it's God's business. Mm. Now, here's a smart switcheroo. Mm-hmm. Your own private company, that's God's business too.
0: That's it. That's it. So the, the, these these same principles that guarantee success for a ministry, you can take them and apply them to a for-profit business. That's
1: right. My, one of my huge mistakes was that I had mentors come into my life and I let them slip away on me. Mm-hmm. And, and if I'd had a volunteer board of directors um, or a paid board of directors, when I was going public, I had an amazing paid board of directors coming together. Mm-hmm. and um, And, you know, that would have made all the difference but uh, having lost the dream everything uh, everything went, th- went that way and perhaps losing the dream perhaps that I look you know you look back and say what, what, did, what was God and what was me in your life and um And I see that it was more God than me. I I I couldn't make the stock market crash.
0: Mm. You know,
1: God allowed it to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you know, there was a time when I said He did that for me. (laughs) And you realize, yeah, it impacted the lives of hundreds of millions of people all over the world. And and I'm sure that um, a lot of people were hurt financially and so on. By, Mm -hmm. but uh, but it changed my life, and uh, and I ended up in ministry.
0: Wow. You know, coming back to that 10 year period, can, can you, how, how, how was that financially, if, if I can ask?
1: Well, at first I had royalties um, uh, from a couple of endeavors, and uh, royalties are an interesting idea. Um, you can have royalties from patents or copyrights, mm. and uh, I had set up a couple of companies, a music publishing company, for example, that, uh, that generated royalties from music performances. And uh, uh, so that helped. But uh, my wife was working. She had a, a very good job in the government that she loved and only gave up really when she had cancer and had to take sick leave. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she was uh, very successful very, at a very high level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we, uh, at first we didn't have any debts. Mm-hmm. Um, I eventually took care of that. <laughs> um you know buying an island in the rito lakes you know uh, and a few other things but um but uh, yeah we you know so it, we managed through that period um uh, revenue from playing in a band wasn't uh, wasn't significant mm. but um but it, it was winding down mm. and uh, i was wondering what am i going to do with the rest of my life mm. and i had opportunities um, both business and employment wise mm. But then when I gave my life to Christ and and just said, I'll go where you want me to go, yeah. I ended up volunteering at CHRI.
0: Complete surrendering.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. That's what you call like, yeah, I, I trust you. I trust you completely, God. I trust that you love me in whatever you say. I trust that it's good for me. It's good for my family. And you
1: know, it worked for my wife. You know, she went from stage four cancer with a very small chance of survival yeah. to complete perfect healing and, uh, and complete health. Wow. You know, thanks to the Lord, first and foremost, and to a wonderful, skilled team of doctors. Wow.
0: Bold. Let's get practical. Let's transition to our Let's Get Practical section. and uh, And Bill, I, I want to ask you, in this let's get practical section. From what you just shared with us, some key takeaways. I know also that you were talking off air a bit about the necessity of of, of like building a, a good team around you, having a good team around you. But what are some of the things? Some of the things that I can share really that impact me from from, from the story is definitely this this childlike faith. Trust to mm-hmm. God, Lord. I trust you. I surrender everything. And from there, you went back and re redid a whole new sheet. Mm-hmm. And uh, and from that book, from uh, from John C. Maxwell, I learned the other day that he was actually a pastor for for quite some years. That's uh, correct. Yeah. Before uh, being the the business leader that everybody knows, I was like, wow, okay. But yeah, this complete trust. That's not. That's not easy.
1: Um. No, it's um it's interesting there's a lot of tests that one can do you know like the the falling back and somebody catches you and uh you know um you know they they you know uh learning how to do a karate blow and smack through a couple of boards or jumping out of an airplane and uh you know we, we've all we, my wife and i have done all of that plus and and you know and uh had motorcycles and you know, um, my wife is a real adventure. You know, she loves anything like scuba diving or, you know, riding her own motorcycle, whatever, at that time in our lives. But um, I think it comes out of desperation. And, and uh, I, you know, often we need to hit a bottom of some kind before we're willing to surrender and just give it all up. And uh, and I think when we're sitting uh, when we're sitting there, regardless of what we've read or what we've heard, we're confused. Mm-hmm. We don't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. That's that's the bottom uh, for a lot of us. And um, and for me, that was a career. I didn't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when the Lord said, "Just give it to me and trust me," and, um, and sure, do do I don't it? I don't know who else to trust. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. You know, my wife was very loving and supportive, mm-hmm. but. I, you know, I yeah. I just didn't know what to do. Do I go back into film, the film industry? Mm. Um, I knew people in the industry. I, you know, I, I had uh, properties I could sell, uh, you know. Um, it, it, I mean, there were so many things. And I, and I actually did some real estate investing and, uh, you know, uh, as they say, flipping houses and mm. rental properties and a few things like that. So it was, you know, my entrepreneurial st- st- streak, I guess, yeah. was still there. But um, when I gave it all up, I stepped out of that, gave it up. I didn't want anything to distract me. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was, um, yeah, we were, at that point, we were relying on uh, Denise's uh, salary for our cash flow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as I said, I came here and I volunteered at CHRI. That's it. It's That's like, it. how crazy is that?
0: Wow. <laughs> you know, one, one of the things that you also shared that, that I think people can take away is this, when I asked you that ten-year period, you you talked about some of these um, royalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it it just speaks to me about having this idea of d- diversifying income mm-hmm. sources, diversifying great, yeah. revenue streams, um, and that actually ties well with with uh, with a proverb that says, uh, uh, "Sorry, not uh, it's an Ecclesiastes that says, yeah so so um, invest in different.'" Venues, seven or eight, because you never know where disaster might strike. And in your case, it was the stock market falling, and uh, and this company was just uh, no longer uh, viable in that sense. And uh, other sources of revenue were there. Denise, mm-hmm. uh, the real royalties. What you did with that after—that's another story. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, having um, different sources of uh, of income yeah. is definitely. Uh, yeah,
1: I just met a man recently, um, he came by, we live out in the country, and uh, he came by to see our, our old farmhouse, and um, um, and he, he owns uh, half a dozen companies that he's bought over the years. He's not, he has no skill relative to any of the companies, but uh, he's managed to find uh, a business owner who was ready to sell, um, was able to negotiate a deal that worked for them both. And took over a company, and um, and you know, as long as he's he's uh, as long as those companies are profitable their revenue streams for him Mm -hmm. and he none of them have to be you know a huge nut he can take a little piece from each one of them and so the companies can uh, can thrive and um, and you know and he carries on and when he's got enough equity in there he can buy another company Mm -hmm. and uh, he's got about six companies I won't name them but you I'm sure you know some of them (laughs) Um, and um, you know he's an entrepreneur and he's done very well then I've seen the opposite I've seen people Mm -hmm. who buy companies and strip them down and sell off the assets and destroy them. But you know uh, that's something that they have to live with. There are different ways to set up m- multiple streams of income, but that's uh, that's a very important thing. And I, I am not there now. This mm-hmm. is this is my life. This is yeah. all I do because I found that the ministry focus uh, distracts me from any anything entrepreneurial. And and you know what we we're looking at opportunities here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you, we were discussing earlier, you've talked about um, uh, about um, you know internet based yeah. businesses and things. Uh, your own and and we're we're expanding into those things at chri because wherever we can reach people with the gospel uh that's where we need to be and uh radio is the, the is the driving force but radio now has shifted so much to be online in yeah. so many ways and listening devices whether it's your your phone or your you know the car of course is a great listening device always has been but it's becoming internet again uh, you know um, capable. So um, people will stream CHRI uh, in their car, no matter where they are.
0: And 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 as we're going towards the end here, we we have about a couple of minutes. One thing that you just mentioned, which you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, was this idea of focusing. Mm-hmm. This idea of not being distracted uh, from from these dreams and, and visions that God is putting in your heart from your childhood you had these dreams of being in media and and I, I i can't guarantee but i i bet these dreams were put in your heart by god and I uh, it. and uh, keeping a focus on whatever god is telling you to do your purpose is going to be essential for your thriving and and, and for for you living a life uh, of fulfillment
1: well i'll give you my 32nd yeah. version of a recent experience with focus yeah when I was uh, a, a youth, I got polio, mm. and my mom prayed me through it. And uh, it was towards the end of the polio invasion when so many people were crippled and killed. And I was always ashamed to admit it. Mm. When I turned sixty-five, I said, "Lord, I've never had—I've uh, never been able to do sports because of mm. that." You know, would you bless me with that? Mm. I, I wrote out what I wanted to do. And five years later, I was a world champion with world records and provincial Canadian and Commonwealth records in powerlifting, starting wow. at age
0: 65. Wow. <laughs> <Focus>. <laughs> Look at this. What a way to finish. But It's in your hands. We'll support you. So take courage and do it. I know you can do it. Go ahead and do it. You've heard many things, many good things, clear mm-hmm. things. Re-listen to the episode and do it. You can do it. Bill, quick question. If you were a Bible character, who would you be?
1: <laughs> I think most of us would be David.
0: <laughs> David, all right. Let's... Messing
1: up everywhere, but, <laughs> but accomplishing some things when we give it and give it up to the Lord.
0: Hallelujah. Praise God. So, folks, we're at the end of our time today. Thank you for having tuned in. I'm Bol Kerry, your host, and you've been listening to Thrive 1110.
1: When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110.
0: To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.